You are now listening to Cult Cinema Catacombs. These films exist. Barbie was good. The cake was good. <laughs> I got my I got my bag of swords back from my parents. All right, the man from bag Pre- of swords will be very happy. Yeah, I listen. I've been since I've been a wee lad. I've just whenever we've gone anywhere, I've gotten like swords, and I've just collected them in a duffel bag like a serial killer. I didn't know where the duffel bag went. And then when I was over there for my birthday, they were like, oh, I found your duffel bag of swords. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> how, how, how's the jack built of you there? Oh, it, you have no idea. The things, the things that you could know. You know, one time I got up, um, God, this was a long time ago, Roy. I got up one morning and I had like three or four days off of work. And I got in my car and I was just like, I'm going to drive to Gatlinburg, Tennessee to go to a place called the Smoky Mountain Knife Works so I can buy a um, replica of the Highlander sword. And then I did. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, so it's been be a good birthday. Do... Until. <laughs> until. <laughs> until this. Until well... I had to watch a few of these movies. <laughs> Well, while you were busy, you know, off in Barbie land, I've, I've been sitting here thinking things like, I don't know if there actually is a such thing as Boone's Farm someplace, but I imagine if there was, it's being staffed entirely by sorority girls who are tottering around on rocket dogs and irrigating the produce directly with party punch. They are. Yeah. And it's probably <laughs> in Indiana. Yes. <laughs> Definitely in Indiana. Indiana um, or Montana, one of the two places. Welcome to Cult Cinema Catacombs. Directly by the way, adjacent folks. to the Bartles and James Farm. So yes, <laughs> we we've just been shooting the shit here because we're trying to avoid the film uh, that we've been uh, had. To, well, well, two out of the three films that we've had to watch this month. We're doing something completely different this month's this month, folks. Because you know how usually we release uh, episodes of. Uh, that pertain to just one film well these films are only like an hour long yeah. <laughs> they're not long enough to warrant that and two out of the three of them are probably not going to really discuss as much uh so we decided we're just releasing one episode this month but then you're getting two youtube videos from us this month um I've found a cartoon that it just the title alone is problematic. It's an early 1930s black and white cartoon from a character called Freddy the Frog. 
And the title of the cartoon is Spooks. Yeah, the whole name feels <laughs> racist. Every word individually and then together feels very, very problematic. So you're going to get a video of us live reacting to this animated short. Yes. And for those of us who were with us in our early days of the Patreon in the long, <laughs> long ago, we're going back to Goop land, re, uh, revisiting the world of Goop. And this time we're bringing our friend Courtney along with us. Because We don't enjoy anything more in life than subjecting this poor, poor woman <laughs> to our world. Just breaking her. Really, really, like, you know how the couple... <laughs> You know how, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Juliette Lewis and Woody Harrelson really warped uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Natural Board Killers into yes. becoming like them. We're really trying for that angle with this. I'm surprised she's still talking to us after Premutos, to be honest with you. I mean, I mean I, she really took it in stride. Like, she took it as a challenge and, and really rose to that challenge which she shouldn't have frankly i'm worried frankly i'm yeah. worried for her at this point because of that fact yeah <laughs> i i am also um it is you know because premutos is it's no longer the worst movie that we've watched no no, no. we wa- i think i think our contender for the worst movie we ever watched was this month it and was if you, and i think two of them yeah, so uh, it is no longer the worst film we've ever seen. Uh, and we'll get to that in the second half of this show. Um, in the meantime, before before we get to discussing the Amityville horror movies that we watched, is there anything that's currently out right now that you're excited about? Um, oh, that's, that's, there's a lot there. Um, I, so, I, <laughs> not really. One thing I will suggest doing during this writer strike is, um, if you have Shutter, going back and rewatching Channel Zero. I've been doing that. It is, it holds up. Oh, Still it's a good show. One of the best shows I've like ever seen, especially season one, is so good. Um, and also just a bunch of random cooking shows on Netflix. <laughs> just the most. It, it's. I really believe that Netflix is now generating cooking shows for me to watch on the fly. I don't think that they are, they've been made before I started, why well, start watching them because it's all of a sudden it's got another cooking show that I've never watched, never heard of. I start playing it and it is the most batshit bizarre thing I've ever seen. And then when that one's done, they've got another one. It's like, you know, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, sewer lid, pizza challenge 5000 and it's hosted by michael bolton and um Haley but, not Joel the, Osment. but not the singer michael bolton the michael no. bolton from office space correct yes michael bolton from office space and Haley joel Osment's just face it's just his face floating in the ether and it's the most so other than that no i really i really don't have anything i'm excited about right now i'm very much looking forward to the next coming months uh, when I start just marathoning the horror movies that I've waited all year to watch. So that's coming soon. Well, I mean, we've got, I mean, when it comes to cooking shows, I mean, we've, well, Nailed It is back, but this time yeah. they're, 
they're doing it as an actual like worst cooks in America style competition on on there. Speaking of which, worst cooks in America is back, and uh, they've got people who are actually on there learning how to cook because they want to get dates. That's the whole theme this 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 year. Yeah, we like, watch we watch insane cult movies and also cooking shows. That's yes. what, like legitimately, that's what we do. We got like the we got the easy bake challenge, which is the easy bake oven challenge. Oh, that one that I, I'm not convinced that existed before I watched um, <laughs> the uh, the other one that I watched. I don't remember what it was, but uh, the secret chef one. I'm mm. not convinced that after I'm, I'm still oh, God, convinced. Secret chef. Oh, my God. That was a wild ride. Whacked out of its gourd. Like all of these cooking shows are literally out of control. Like they're just going with the most insane premises they can possibly find, and just and just really going for it. And Secret, I don't mind it. Secret Chef was what happens if Saw was a cooking show. <laughs> exactly right. It is as close to a horror cooking show as you can get. It really is. And then, if, I mean, if that wasn't enough, we've also got the. Re- I, I I think it's coming this fall. We got the Return of the Circle on Netflix. Oh my God. And I just recently uh, got finished watching on Netflix. Uh, I'm currently diving into the batshit bananas world of American Gladiators. Oh, it's so good. Gladiators documentary. Holy shit, it's It's such a good documentary. I'm on episode three right now, and at the end of each episode, I'm literally asking myself, because I remember watching that growing Mm -hmm. up. But at the same time, I'm I'm thinking to myself, how the fuck did this get on the air? Yeah. And, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, it's so good. And I also watched, and I highly recommend this one, uh, How to Become a Cult Leader. It's was very, very good fascinating, too. too. So, uh, yeah, we've got all that out there. And I'm also excited because I've got the, um, I just uh, picked up today a um, the, the 4K, what they're calling the LaserDisc Edition. Yeah, it's like the, do you remember the, um, the cartridge LaserDiscs? Yes. It's supposed to, I watched a video on that particular movie. It's supposed to replicate. If you look at the bottom, it has the tab mm-hmm. that slides over. Like, it's supposed to replicate that, which is really cool. So that means I'm going to have to, like, put the, in the film is Swamp Thing, and it's an Ultra HD 4K print of it. So does this mean that I have to put it in, I watch side one, then I pull yep. it out, flip it over, and watch side two? Okay. Wouldn't it be great if you did, though? Like... <laughs> Not ironically, like if they did that, it would be so funny. So um, I've got that. I'm excited about that. And I've also got uh, the Ultra HD 4K restoration of Jaws 2. There you uh, go. For Shark Week. And by the way, speaking of giant sharks, <laughs> I can't believe I'm, I'm saying the following words. I highly I recommend the Meg the Trench. I can't believe you doubted it. You doubted <laughs> Jason Statham for a second of your life. See, I, I can't believe that. I was not that big of a fan of the first Meg movie because I, I wanted more carnage, basically. I've seen and, it 20 times. <laughs> well, not, kid, thank, not kidding. <laughs> thankfully, the Meg 2 gave me the carnage I was looking for. But what I loved about it was it, it totally pulled a From Dust Till Dawn on us because... The first half of the film is literally Jason Statham traditional action espionage parkour movie, and then all of a sudden it just goes full tilt boogie, 
giant shark, but that's not enough. No, we're also going to throw out a fucking kraken. And as if the kraken and the sharks were not enough, not, not shark, but sharks, plural, um, one of them in heat, by the way, which is a, a major plot element that needs to be remembered, that one of the sharks is in heat. I didn't know sharks go in heat, but there you are. Um, we also have these things that are like dinosaur iguanas. I don't know what they're supposed to be, but they're dangerous too. They're like, they could swim in the water and they're like some sort of Galapagos bullshit. I don't know what, but you've got carnage from them going on as well. And it's just so bananas. But the moment we get to the scene where, when the Megalodons are attacking the ship, I'm not the ship, but uh, the island full of people, and we get the carnage from the point of view from the inside of one of the Megalodons' mouth. You know what kind of film you have at that yeah. point. So, yeah, it's fun. It's so Speaking much fun. of what kind Ch- of check film your brain we have, at the door. <laughs> we should talk about what kind of films we have this uh. <sighs> Yeah. So, we've been curious about this for a while. And as they say, curiosity killed the cat. And boy, did it. Uh, there is like, what, 50, 60, 120? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Uh, Amityville movies available so on many. Tubi. I, th- this was like, what, did like the, 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 did it go public domain or something? Well, the, so or something? what happened? Well, you can't copyright the house, I don't think, or the town. Mm-hmm. Or like, what happened. Yeah, like I mean, the the it's based on a true crime, so mm-hmm. you can't copyright that shit. So, and that's my my first point about these three movies is Roy. I'm going to suggest that we form a coalition to protect Amityville because something <laughs> needs to protect that town and that name from what we witnessed and what else is out there, like what what we didn't witness. What kind of horrific crimes against a town name um, are still lurking out there for us to find. Yeah. Cause I mean, we've got the actual try. We got the actual uh, crime with, uh, Oh my God. I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. Uh, the Lutzes, right. It wasn't the DeFeo. So that was, no. The well, the, the true crime that happened was with DeFeo killing his entire family. Right. And, you know, they're trying to figure out how he managed to kill them all in their sleep without anyone hearing the gunshots. I, of course, you know, DeFeo's defense is the devil told me to do it. Yeah. And then shortly after the murders happened, the Lutz family moves in and they claim that, uh, you know, that they experienced this giant haunting, which kind of now has sort of been debunked. Um, I mean, there's some people out there that say it happened, but pretty much all evidence is now pointing to the Lutzes were trying to get out of their lease and not pay for anything. <laughs> Um, pretty, so. pretty, by the way, pretty, um, pretty good way to do it. Fuck landlords. Yeah. <laughs> Just if, if that's what gets you out, good, do it. It's like, didn't the landlord kind of hide from them that that was the murder house or something like that? Or? Yeah. I, they didn't disclose it. Um, they figured it out. And then, um, I, I think you're right though. I, I think that they did try to use that, made up a bunch of stuff to try to get out of it. And then it got hyper sensationalized, and uh, I, I don't know what happened after that. I don't think they were able to get out of it. 
Because I remember the story about how the the husband, Mr. Lutz, had like a striking resemblance to DeFeo. And they were beginning to think that they were, you know, they're claiming that they were purposely drawn to the house because of that resemblance. And, yeah, it was a nationwide bestseller. And, of course, Mm -hmm. since it was a nationwide bestseller, which shows that, you know, our obsession with true crime is not anything new. We've always been obsessed with it. Yeah, we're all psychopaths. Yes. (laughs) And so... Amityville, of course, you know, huge hit movie. Um, so they said, okay, well, let's make a movie about what happened with the DeFeo family. But let's change it up a little bit and let's make it spicy by adding in incest, uh, which is what Amityville, the possession, was all about. I mean, they didn't go by the DeFeo family. I can't even remember what name they went by now, but it was loosely based off of the incident that happened in the DeFeo family, and apparently um, brother and sister fucked each other. Um, so it got really sleazy. And, and then, of course, we witnessed Amityville 3D. We not, witnessed it on the yeah, show. Yeah, we witnessed it on the show, but not in 3D. Then, Which had nothing to do with the first two movies whatsoever. And then in the 90s, all of a sudden they made these made-for-TV sequels, uh, Amityville, The Evil Escapes with Patty Duke, where they have this yard sale, which I'm like, okay, sure, whatever, a yard sale at the Amityville house. Someone buys a lamp from there, which is like this uh, butt-fucking-ugly lamp. I've seen it. And it just so happens that the the demonic spirit inside the house possesses the lamp and goes to California. And then there's, then there's Amityville. It's about time where a clock from the Amityville house gets purchased and possession happens. And then the doll house and slowly these movies start trickling out. And then all of a sudden in the, in the 2010s, it's like, going to a crazy cat lady's house. (laughs) But instead of it just being cats all over the fucking place, it's like a new Amityville horror movie coming out every week. Yeah. And they're all on Tubi now. Because no one else is going to show this shit. Sure. And so we picked out three titles to watch. What mainly made us decide to finally do it was Amityville Emmanuel when we found out that it was written, the script was written with AI. And we're like, oh, we got to see this shit to believe it. It seemed like a perfect storm of a movie. It's Emmanuel, yeah. it's Amityville, it's written by AI. Yeah. And then we're like, okay, well, what are some other ones we want to do? And we started looking at the tiles. And we're like, well, of course we got to do Amityville in space because that was a meme. Yep. And it was a meme that came to life. So we're like, okay, we got to do that one. And then we saw the title Amityville in the Hood, and we're like, oh, we got to do it just based on title alone. Yeah. In the Hood movies are awesome. Yes. Well, (laughs) theoretically, yeah. Sure. Sure. So those those are the three films, and they're about, like I said, they're about an hour each, so we're just going to discuss all three of them on the same show. I was going to say, the longest, was was Amityville Emmanuel the longest... No, that was an hour and two minutes. The longest one, and it felt it, was Amityville in Space. That was an hour and 14. That's true, yes. Yeah. So when we come back from this brief commercial, we (laughs) we are going to sit down and we are going to intellectually discuss 
Sure. These films that are anything but intellectual. <laughs> Intel- intellectually discuss it. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> All right, gang. We'll be right back, and we will be discussing the three Amityville horror movies that we watched. in a different way but but we'll talk about it <laughs> all right so we are back and so we're going to go ahead and we're going to get the shit out of the way before we discuss the one that was fun um let's go with for at least for me i don't know how it was for you the least painful of the two uh which was amityville in the hood okay Uh, And the reason why it was the least painful for me, because it it did give me a couple of chuckles. And the fact that at the beginning of the movie, when the two thugs are invading the Amityville house, I personally know one of the two thugs. That's awesome. Uh, Yeah, Mr. Freddie James, who uh, it just goes in the credits as thug. Um, (laughs) he, He... he plays the kind of short, wire, like squirrely one, who is like, "Ooh, that's a lot of weed." That was him. Okay. So, so explain, ex- ex- explain to our listeners what happens at the top of this film. Well, so I'm just going to explain the plot of the movie, yeah. the way the plot should be. If it was a movie that that made any kind of sense, <laughs> the plot is the Amityville house exists. It has fallen into disarray. Someone, uh, we find out later who, 
has decided to cr- to turn it into a, a a grow house for weed. So the possessed Amityville house, um, they create a a grow house for weed in there. Um, the weed then makes it to Los Angeles. More specifically, because it's referenced a thousand times, Compton. Oh, yeah. Um, and um, the people who then smoke the weed are possessed by the spirits in the Amityville house and go crazy. There are allusions to zombies. There are allusions to just murder and gen- like like they go off the rails. Mm-hmm. Um, at, there is a cop who is tasked with investigating one of these crimes um, who has a history with the Amityville house. Um, who I don't know how this movie ends, by the way, because it just ends. <laughs> it, it just ends, yeah. Like I don't ends. know, was there a was there a climax to the movie? No. Okay. No. So, and then you know he doesn't solve it, or he does. I I, I don't know. Okay, because, and then the movie ends. Yeah, that's the movie. Except that's not the movie. No, because here is what it actually is. <laughs> we we found out the hard way that this is actually a not just you know an Amityville sequel, but a direct sequel to two specific Amityville movies, uh, Amityville Clown House, and then I I don't know what the other one is, but it has to deal with the the monkey. The the the, 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 the monkey, monkey, monkey yeah. shines or monkey whatever yeah 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 the, the but I also plot, think there are references. the plot element that uh, I honestly thought Stephen King I'm shocked he didn't sue for because of Skeleton Crew but there are also references I think to the lamp yes and the clock mm-hmm. in this movie because like when they're when 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 they're in the not not the I think it's the antique store not the toy store. But the like like there there's also the clock and there's also the lamp there as well. Yep. It's just it's like trying to really incorporate everything that this genre has thrown at us into this film. And hat no no exaggeration. Fifty percent of this movie is flashbacks to previous Amityville horror movies. I think Clown House is in here too. Yeah, Clown Clown House and the one Clown House. We have flashbacks to the Clown House movie, and we have flashbacks to the one that's about the symbol monkey toy. Yeah. Which you know when we were watching that part, I don't know about you, but I felt sorry for Mark Patton. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Mark Patton is in this movie. Uncredited. Like, He's uncredited. He's like an uncredited cameo. He plays a shopkeep at like a a like a. a you, like a secondhand um, toy store, like a like a like a toy reseller. There's no way in hell I would have bought that fucking symbol monkey for fifty dollars. No, it's like when, it's like when he's and in, I buy shit for fifty dollars all the time <laughs> that I shouldn't buy. He's like going, these go for more on eBay, and I'm like, no, they don't. <laughs> no one wants that fucking thing in there. But house. all of a sudden, like Mark Patton shows up in that scene, and I'm like, there's no. And I wrote you, and I was like, there's no way this is. And you're like, yeah, it's Mark Patton. I'm like, what the, how, <laughs> why, why would you do this to yourself? Yeah, I felt bad for him in, in that moment. But yeah, there was so these two guys going to 
the Amityville house after we see uh, what we think is an attempt to depossess, is that a word, Uh, (laughs) the house. And, yes, Satan bewitches the pot. Yes. We, 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 We witness Satan, you know, read over the pot and go forth and do my evil bidding and yeah. some shit. And so they try to take the pot and they get jumped by more thugs outside. So my friend doesn't last long in the movie, thankfully. Um, and then the weed's taken back to Los Angeles. And this is where I start really having questions because I'm going, okay, so this movie was made after pot was legalized in California. <laughs> sure. Sure it is. Maybe it's my naiveness or whatever, but when it comes to drug dealers in California, do they still do this type of shit over pot when you can just go to your local distillery and buy the pot? I mean, this is Amityville pot, though. (laughs) Or as they they call it, they, they called it Amityville Possession was the name of the strain that they called it. Yeah. Um, and I'm like sitting there and I'm like going, why is, you know, Mike Dollar from New Jack City sit, sitting there talking about, I need to get that weed, motherfucker. <laughs> like, just go buy some weed, man. Just go down to the XL smoke shop that you keep showing in the movie. Yeah, next to the Domino's. Next to, yeah, next to the Domino's. Because that's so where I'm sure Domino's loves, by the way. <laughs> but I will say, though, that, that that one scene where his, like, one of his minions were like, we couldn't get a hold of the weed, and he, like, gives him the pimp slap from hell was hilarious. Um, he, th- he gave it with all the gusto of Dave Chappelle as Rick James. Yeah. With that slap. Um, but yeah, that was the that was my biggest question about this movie was: Is this still a thing in California? My biggest question about this movie was: Was it a movie or was it a clip show? It was about a clip other show. movies. It was definitely an Amityville. This if if there was an equivalent, I think, to the Amityville franchise for a clip show, this was it. Because yeah. it was because when they were going to the flashbacks, they were all over the place. They kept jumping between both movies, and I I knew exactly what part you were talking about when you said, "Oh, great, extra." So it, it was the scene where she gave birth to the demon, was it? Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which made me go, "What the fuck?" When that happened. Just want to watch it. She gives birth to the demon, and then we go back to her washing the dishes, and she's still fucking pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that whole scene is. Shoot him! Shoot him! Shoot him! The doughy guy going shoot him. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, this what, and there's fail. no point of reference for any of these people. So no. like, all of a sudden you're thrown into this other scene. You, you know, there's a scene all of a sudden where the guy gets the monkey, um, at a birthday party. There, there is the most awkward, um like dad walking in on sex scene I've ever seen in my life in this the most confused it's just the most confusing morass of things that like it like this is supposed to be an in the hood movie and it is not an in the I don't know what I'm watching like 
Well, it's like, uh, you know, when you, when we went to go see Jason Takes Manhattan, it's supposed to be in Manhattan, and he's only in Manhattan for the last 15 minutes of the movie. Sure. You sure. know? But I will say oh, it's exactly scene. like that. No, it's not. This is the this is so much worse than anything that Jason has ever done. <laughs> I will say though, the scenes where we were in the hood, I mean, yeah, they made sure you knew you were in the hood oh. because they they filmed every graffitied wall in Compton that they could. Yeah, it's just all B roll, all B roll with the worst rap song I've ever heard. Oh since. my god. I mean, this made it so cold in the D sound like 911 is a joke. Oh, it is. <laughs> it is a bad song. And there is a very um, uncomfortable scene with a sex worker in this movie. <laughs> oh, and, and the thug with the stutter? Yes. Look, look, you you, you suck my dick and then drive me home. All for $20? Yeah, okay, yeah it, was, fine. it went on. Be- you better be Too happy long. I have it at the heart of gold. I'm like, oh, my God. It went on for so long. I, it was, I timed it. Six minutes and 23 seconds was that scene. It, it was apropos of literally nothing. It established <laughs> nothing for the movie. It just was there. Like, mm. oh, my God, this movie is a mess. This movie is a mess. And it's not the worst one we watched. <laughs> no, it isn't. Because the worst one we watched was... And uh, it will, and we'll probably now dethrone Premutos as the worst film yes. we've watched on this show. So Premutos, you've had a long run, but you can now step down and relax. Yeah. You can, you can, you can rest. You can rest <laughs> easy now, my friend, because the new worst film we've ever watched on this show is Amityville in Space. Holy shit! Oh, I don't even know how to talk about this movie. Was it a movie is the first question. Well, first of all, uh, the mo- half of the movie felt like we were watching CD-ROM cutscenes. Not even uh, that. Because of the way the effects were, because it was so obvious somebody marching in place in front of a blue screen with fake computer graphics behind them. You're giving it too much credit with <laughs> video game cutscene. And I'm not... Uh, that's just the truth. It was... So there are different calibers of films that we watched. Mm-hmm. The, this is you and your buddies want to make a movie. So you get together and, and you have no experience making films, but you might know something about like doing CG, right? Like you mm-hmm. do that for fun on the side. You might make commercials or something. And you're like, well, we got a free weekend. Me and my buddies are going to make a movie. <laughs> That's what this is. Yeah, that's what this is. There's no there's I hate to say this. It's it's mean. I don't like to be mean on the show. We aren't mean, um, but there's very little talent involved in what's going on, especially as far as acting goes. I mean, yeah, I mean, because, well, first of all, I refuse to believe that the actor playing the preacher is a preacher. I refuse. I maybe if he was like a homeless guy on the street. Who thought he was a preacher then that's different. But no, this was like an, this guy was supposed to be an ordained priest. And I'm like, with his Ron Jeremy hair. Yeah. And you have like the cop who was like the whole entire time sitting there with the look on his face. Like, yeah, I'm getting some sex after this. So I was like, why do you have that look on your face during possessions? Like everyone is reacting in shock to 
the house suddenly rising up out of the ground and disappearing into outer space, old Doctor Who style. Yeah, so the plot of this one is the Amityville house has been a plague on existence for, you know, however long. Um, This priest has made it his job to eradicate the Amityville house from from the you know, exercise it at any, by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. So he goes in for one final one, apparently calls the news um, and the news shows up. And one of the only watchable scenes in this movie, which is the funny newscast at the very beginning. Um, <laughs> oh, that exercise news, newscaster. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh good. They gave Paula Dean work. Yeah, the only redeeming thing, the only thing I can say positively about this movie is the newscaster. Um, But um, he exercises this house so hard that it blows it into space. Well, that's but that's but that's not before uh, Satan unscrews his hand off. Oh, yes. Yeah. and, And you could totally tell it's a mannequin arm whose hand starts spinning around like Linda Blair's head in The Exorcist. And, like, spins around and around and around and then rockets off of his arm, holding the crucifix. Right. (laughs) But then what happens is we flash forward or uh, some way to a space crew, quote unquote, in space. And they are. um, Law. What are they? Law. Are they the law? Because they're space law. They no, mentioned I, no. I said blah. Oh, they're blah. They're all they blah. Are. They, they, they are. all they all have the personality of manure. Yes, and not a one of them can act. No, at all. Mm-hmm. Even a little bit. Um, but uh, the they come across a giant black hole, a floating in space pentagram, and literally like. On a magic toaster from 1994, <laughs> a cutout of the Amityville house just floating on in space. Just a two-dimensional Amityville house floating in space. What I loved is when they come across the pentagram, There, that one guy was like, hey, my cousin had that once tattooed on him. Yeah. Oh, the, the pilot oh, no, guy with gr- the Ray-Bans? His, yeah, his great-great-uncle. I'm sorry, his great-great-uncle once had that tattooed on him. Yeah, so we're to imagine that we are forward in time somehow. In the future. It was finally revealed that it was like, what, the year 31-something. I remember that. Yeah, so they because of space law, and they say space law, Mm -hmm. they have to go check out the house. By the way, it it is literally like the house I grew up in, in suburban (laughs) Ohio, inside of that house. It's just floating there. Yeah. So they go in. Untouched, unharmed. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry, Roy. I'm going to let you do the honor of describing uh, Vox to our audience. Vox. So Vox is supposed to be the crew's robot. Let me describe the design for Vox. Vox is a man wearing a silver jumpsuit with a silver hood and a Party City mirror mask 
that basically makes him look like a cheapy version of one of the crew members from the spaceship in the black hole. Right. Correct. Good good analysis. I do have one question for you about Vox, though. Yes. In robots, in, uh, robots in general, mm-hmm. if you're going to make a robot, why would you go out of your way to make that robot out of shape? Yeah. That's my question. Oh, yeah. He, this robot definitely um, had the body of um, Louis Anderson. And, um, yeah. And not once, like, even if it was in bad taste, was it played for anything? Laughs? It just wasn't acknowledged? Yeah. It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. But Box it, goes into the house and something gets Box. Yeah, something destroys Box, so that makes the crew have to get onto the, the, He's the house. He's just a robot. He's a member of our crew. Yeah. And that's where they discover the priest who has somehow been well-preserved. And, you know, they, they interrogate him and they find out, you know, his deal. And then he finds out that he's in the future and Earth no longer exists. And that this is going to be the final battle of good versus evil. But not before Satan gets a chance to possess this bitch that is in some other ship. Oh. Neural? Yes. Neural. Was it Neural or was it the other one? Well, the girl, the girl, whoever, whoever was flirting with the captain who had the receding bald line, you know, I just. Uh, Neural was the one at the beginning who was taking care of the captain and the captain was like, I'm going to have sex with you. That yes, one. that okay. one. Yeah. See, so Satan possesses her through the television. Well, before that, I do want to mention that in, in passing, there are scene, there's a scene where Neural is walking on the in the corridors, as she puts it, and like she sees tentacles, and they are the worst. They are the worst things oh, I've yeah. ever seen. In my oh no, life. it's not. Oh no, it's not Neural. It's the girl on the monitor who gets possessed. No, Neural doesn't get possessed. Oh, okay. But the other girl, the one, the the the, the one who looked like um, she was about ready to go to Lilith Fair, basically. Yes. That area. Yeah. Yeah. But, Low uh, rent yeah. Maria Menudo. Exactly. Yes. Uh, but yeah, ne- yeah, Neural. She experiences the the tentacles, which is basically <laughs> it was like somebody bought or somebody won a stuffed octopus from Dave from Dave and Buster's. Yeah. And use the tentacles as the demon. Yes. And everyone starts having nightmares. Uh, yeah, everybody has visions. And and visions about, you know, their their impending doom. And so the girl possessed by Satan is like, you are not to destroy the house. You um you are to come back immediately. And of course they're like, No, we're not gonna listen to you, we're gonna destroy the house. Fine, I'm sending the police after you. And then Satan possesses another one of the crew members in order to prevent the destruction of the house. But they destroy the house anyway by going into the house and sneaking bombs onto the house. And yes. Can we talk so- about the character design of the demon just for a second? You mean um, the guy who was wearing the COVID-19 mask over the 99 cent store werewolf mask? Yes. Yes. Him. Yeah. 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 Him. Uh, the the reject Mortal Kombat character that was 
the demon in this movie. God. Yes. It was so bad. This this movie is so bad, guys. And I say that having suggested that we watch Permutos again to do a riff of it. Like <laughs> I enjoy I enjoy rough rough movies that have a lot of like heart, that have a lot of, you know, that people have gone out of their way to make. Like this is not one of those movies. No, this is not. So we cannot recommend either one of the movies we just no. talked about. But we're going to take another little quick break. And when we come back, we are going to discuss the sorbet to cleanse the palate oh, of, this, of this journey. And that is Amityville Emmanuel's. We will be right back. Hi there, fun seekers. Are you looking for cinema that is absolutely 100% independently made, but also extremely unique and outside of the box? Well, look no further than Troma Pictures and the Troma Now streaming service. Watch.troma.com is your home for everything from Lloyd Kaufman and his band of very fun individuals. Everything from the Toxic Avenger and beyond at your fingertips. Only $4.99 a month, but your first 30 days are free. Did I say free? Yes, they're free. So what are you waiting for? Go to watch.troma.com and sign up. Also available on your Apple and Android devices, on the Roku stick, and also on the Fire Stick. Let's get freaky. Talk about a it's, fun one. I'm not going to go as far as to say good. I will say fun. Very, very a fun good. one. Yeah, because to say this movie is good is like. <laughs> well, we've been we've been we have Stockholm syndrome from the last two. <laughs> so this movie, in comparison, is good. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, this this movie is good in like you know you sit down and you watch the room, and it's such a shitty movie. But it's so shitty that you're laughing at it. Well, and this movie I would equate to a not great, like, college film. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where yeah. everybody is literally giving it a thousand percent. Like, nobody is half-assing this movie. They're in it for real. To to They're, they're trying to uh, make a film. And it is great. It is fantastic. So why don't you break down what this thing is? Well, what I love is, is uh, like I said, so this was written by AI. Someone, someone fed the information into an AI computer and out popped the script. And what I love is, is that the cast, you can tell, is genuinely trying their best mm-hmm. to work with the material. And at some points look like the improv some like self-aware riffing of yes. how horrible the writing is. But this movie is supposed to be what happens when you take the Amityville horror franchise and mash it up with the late seventies, early eighties, soft core porn franchise, Emmanuel. <laughs> and and, I will t- it, oh, it, go ahead. There is nothing Emmanuel about this there- movie whatsoever. There is literally there is nothing remotely erotic about what's going on in this film. Yeah. <laughs> the reactions that people have to 
like the standard human reactions are the are the best than this movie. Just the best. There was an opening scene where our protagonist um, closes a closes a deal. I think she's a marketing agent for a no. company. Oh no 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 no! Our protagonist, remember, because this was one of my favorite lines in the movie. Uh, she's in. Uh, um, yeah, that's right. She's in marketing. She markets things. Yeah, that's she's right. A, yeah, and she, and she closes a deal, and the her boss, her conversation. I wish you could just rip the audio for that conversation <laughs> and drop it in right here, because it is the most awkward conversation I have ever heard in my entire life. It I, is I will, great. I will say this: that watching this movie and knowing that it was written by AI made me realize that Tommy was so right, like an AI machine. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> because there is the scene that you pointed out um, where she's she's with a man. The and the thing about the diff okay so the difference between this movie and let's say an Emmanuel movie is that an Emmanuel movie everyone in the Emmanuel movies were like seventies beautiful mm-hmm. you know and everyone movie, and everyone wants to fuck Emmanuel yeah and in this movie it just features the plainest and I'm not I'm not attacking anybody the way anybody looks. It's just the plainest people I have ever seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely. And, and, and her name's not even Manuel. I can't even remember what her name was, but they call her <laughs> they call her E as a nickname. <laughs> but anyway, she she closes this deal. Her boss gives her a big old check. She goes and buys the Amityville. House. Was was it a check or was it an envelope filled with cash? It, it could be an really... envelope filled with check. It's never it's never disclosed. But where is she? Is I she, don't know. Because she goes not to New Jersey. No, because she sure. No, uh, upon upon further research, I found out she didn't buy the Amityville house. She just buys a house. But they never say where she's from. Oh, and it just so happened. Oh, oh that's right. It just so happens that this lady is the fucking youngest daughter of the Lutz family. Yeah. But it gets that better. wouldn't come up. No, but it gets better. We find out that one of her friends, one of her friends is dating. And I'm trying to figure out how the fuck this well, even happened. One of her friends is dating the sole survivor of the DeFeo murders. And I'm like, the fuck there was a soul survivor. Put some respect survivor. on his name. His name is Kyle Mooney. He was on Saturday Night Live for a long time. <laughs> this guy, his delivery is every Kyle Mooney bit on Saturday Night Live ever, except it's earnest and it's somehow per like it's perfect. Mm-hmm. It's it is it is perfectly bad. Oh, it's so good. This guy's my favorite character just about in any movie we've ever watched for that reason because it's earnest. But it's the Kyle Mooney shtick about like bad acting, like when you put somebody on camera, like, and they're not expecting them to be on camera. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it! I love it so much. Oh so my god! Have, so we have somehow someone survived, like he's fucking Anastasia or something, right? Um, and then, as soon as she settles into her new home, um, oh god, she gets a before she goes oh. out. Before she goes out on her date to get some dick, 
to get some dick in her. Um, there's a knock on the door, and suddenly she's greeted like we never know who she really is. I just was calling her <laughs> the Dragon Lady because of the way so she was good. dressing and the way she was acting, and she was just like, "I have some things for you." She is Asian, and, and she they does are really look like emphasizing the Asian accent on her. And they, she definitely looks like uh, one of the uh, characters from Game of Death with Bruce Lee. <laughs> she's in a full-on, like, rap kimono. It's like, like, she, it's like the way she's dressed, she's on her way to a performance of Flower Drum Song or something. Yes. Yeah, it is It is the most uh, awful stereotypical shit I've ever seen, and it's, it, it's so great in this movie. I'm like, what in the crazy rich Asians is this bitch? Because I could see somebody at the production meeting like, well, how are we going to know she's Asian then? She's got to be mysterious. She's got to be mysterious and dressed in fur. <laughs> and one of the things she gives, it, it, it turns out, oh, no, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. we've got to. So. She goes out on this date and everything and all that this, you know, happy Corey. With the most plain, plain man I have ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. And so she's got this box of stuff. And one of the things in there is supposed to be an urn, but it looks like a cocktail shaker. Yeah. The, and the, the, um, the, the Asian visitor brings a box of stuff and just leaves it because mm-hmm. she's going on a date. Yeah, and we don't we don't know what the stuff is yet, but we find out after she has sex with this guy. Which, by the way, in a typical Emmanuel movie, you see the sex. Yeah. In this movie, it's all under the covers, and you hear giggle sounds like some fucking Sims game or something. <laughs> and as this is happening, the the urn gets agitated for some reason. Sure. She starts shaking all over the place. So the very next day she wakes up and Guy is gone. And, oh, by the way, when they start getting hot and heavy and start having the sex, that's when we get the great line from the trailer, where's your, be- where's your bedroom yeah. east? But then he responds by, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Which has to be an ad lib at that point, yeah. right? Because who says that? Mm-hmm. So she wakes up, hair is freshly fucked, knock at the door, Asian lady. Did you forget we have meeting today? I'm like, oh my God. She's <laughs> like, like, holy shit. Holy so shit. And then she comes in and she explains that this box that she got was artifacts from her now deceased father, Mr. Lutz, and that she knew her father very well. They used to be next door neighbors. And (laughs) somehow the Lutz family got the urn full of the ashes of DeFeo. Yes. So that cocktail shaker is actually an urn filled with the ashes of the her killer, DeFeo. Yeah. Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like the Asian lady said, somehow, for some reason, they, he had an obsession with him and a connection. I'm like, yeah, because they fucking looked like each other. <laughs> and so through a 
series of wacky hijinks. <laughs> the ashes get loose. And we find out that the ghost of DeFeo is now back. Wants to fuck her. As yes. we as we clearly see in one scene where he all of a sudden appears under the covers and starts hip thrusting into her. <laughs> and he finds out that his son is still alive, so he wants to kill him. And we find this out because she tracks him down. Is like, oh, my God, you're dating my friend. And tries to get the urn to him and it all hits the fan. So it just so happens that her best friend, who's dating the DeFeo guy, has a sister who's a fucking psychic medium. In true psychic medium fashion, too. Like, right up there with the best with, of them. With, with the crystals on her forehead. And uh-huh. So she's brought into this. And when she discovers who the ghost is, she's like, oh, shit, we're in trouble. And so they decide they're going to try to exercise the fail to have him go back, and it goes wrong. <laughs> it all goes wrong. And just when they think that through the power of love that they've exercised the demon, we finally get to a scene where they're all gathered on the couch, laughing, waiting for the pizza to arrive. Yeah, it's the end of the movie. They think they've exercised it. They've been through the gauntlet. The We're ghost has been popping now. up. Yeah, the ghost has been popping up, and um, you know, people have people have shed blood. All kinds of shits happened, but it's at the end, and then they won. Oh yeah, because DeFeo's ghost possesses the body of the guy that the Emmanuel character had sex with. Correct. But in order for the in order for the DeFeo to die, they had to kill the guy that she has been dicking with. Right. It's like, but we're going to have to kill a, an innocent person. The psychic, like, well, all right, that's, that's all, we got to do it. So they fucking <laughs> I don't kill make him. the rules. They fucking kill him. Yeah. And the very next scene, it's, they're all like, ah, ha, ha, ha. it's like those pictures you see of a woman laughing over a salad. Yeah, it's definitely uh, like, um, like stock Getty images type type uh, scenario there. And so they're waiting and the pizza arrives and the DeFeo son opens the door. And all of a sudden he says, you've got to be fucking kidding me. DeFeo pops in out of nowhere, <laughs> pizza box. And I swear to God, this is the final line in the movie. He's holding the pizza box covered in blood and goes, make room for daddy. It's so good. It's so good. Everybody should watch this movie. Everybody should watch this movie. If there Period. is, if there is a so shitty on Tubi Amityville movie, you need to watch. It is Amityville Emmanuel. Because 100%. this is. This is what Amityville in space and Amityville in the hood should have been. Tried to be. Yeah. Tried to be and just and just couldn't. And it was just a combination of these people who were really trying to act, an AI script <laughs> that they were trying to act from, some legitimately okay filmmaking chops. Like mm-hmm. 
you know, unlike the Amityville in Space movie and the Amityville in the Hood movie, like camera angles were okay, lighting was okay, um, you know, and and you know, the acting was an attempt at acting, mm-hmm. which is which is more than I can say for either of those two movies, the first two <laughs> we talked about. But yeah, all I mean, of those even, things even, combined my, my... to be this wild trip. You even made a comment when I pointed out my friend in the movie. He's like, well, he's the only good actor in this thing so far. Yeah, I was like, I figured, since he's the only one that has talent. <laughs> and then Mark Patton, you know, the whole time, he's like, he's he, he's there, but at the same time, it's almost like he doesn't want to be there. I mean, he did a, I mean, Mark is going to do a good job. He did a good job. Yeah. I don't understand also, why he was there. Like, but it, but, well, he, he was giving it his all, but at the same time, he had that look on his face that I equate to the look on the face of that that photo that just recently got released of uh, Stephen Arnell from... Oh, yeah. Um, f- from uh, Green Arrow, who's now marching in the SAG lines. He has that look on his face like, I'm being forced to do this for PR reasons. He's like, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I fucked up, so here I am for PR reasons. Matt, Mark Patton had the same kind of vibe going on in that scene. Well, yeah, no, exactly. Like, like, uh, how did I end up here? Like, like, that's kind of the way it felt. Like, he was he doing a favor for a friend? Like, something was going on there, and I yeah. don't know what it was. But, God, it just fantastic. Like, uh, yeah, don't watch the other two. Don't waste your time. Take the hour and watch Amityville Emanuel. I don't think you're going to be, I don't think you're going to regret it. No. It is... Here's oh, how much wild here's, ride. Here's how much fun I had with Amityville Emmanuel. I was upset that it was only an hour long. Yeah, yeah. That I was movie having so should much have fun been longer because I was having so much fun with it. And you don't need to see any of the other Amityville movies except for have a basic knowledge of what happened in yeah. order to enjoy Amityville Emmanuel. I mean, you don't even need that, really, because it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like the movie is insane. It doesn't matter what happened before. All that matters is that these people are doing these things, and it is bananas. Yeah. It's so much fun. So, so much fun. All right. Well, uh, we will be treading lightly next time Curiosity gets us, because, yes. um, you know, you never know with Tubi. You you, you really do. This was our, actually our first time that we've ever watched everything exclusively on Tubi for this show. And also. the first time we didn't know what we were getting into mm-hmm. at all. Like either yeah. of us for any of the things we watched. We were completely going in blind with this. So this was an interesting experiment and we'll have to be careful. But then again, this is our fifth season, so we're taking chances. Yeah, we're fucking um, busting chops out here. <laughs> which is why for the month of August, I mean, I don't know what you have planned for August, oh. but I'm not about to find out well, in a September. minute. This is August. Oh, I'm sorry, September. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know that's, we want to forget that this month ever happened on this show, but we can't. That's how bad these movies are. We want to just redo August. Yeah. Um, Can we get but, a redo on August the month? <laughs> uh, but for the month of September, I ha- I'll find out in a minute what you got planned. But I'm doing something we've never, ever done on this show before. Okay. And because it's something we've never, ever done on this show before, we're dragging Courtney in on this one, too. Of course. She's, 
she's like our unofficial awful. human beings. Yeah, she's like our unofficial third on the show at first, and now it's like she's also said that uh, she's going to be basically what our our she's our, our ice contact. Yes, she's our ice contact. She's our NATO protocol, basically. Yeah. Um. So, in the '80s. There was a phenomenon that came out in the advent of, in, in the beginning days of VCR culture. Oh, no. Oh, there, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go get, keep talking. Don't get stop ready. talking. Get ready. So, um, they were trying to figure out new things to do to entertain people via VHS. And Parker Brothers came up with the idea of let's take board games and add in the element of the VCR. And thus was born the VCR board game. Uh, Mm -hmm. One of the most famous ones is probably Nightmare. Uh, yes. which is honestly a you know, fuck that guy in that game that that game that game actually terrified me and there's also you know there was like there was gargoyles the board game with this there was um a very famous one involving star trek because you had the klingon going enjoy bitch you know once in a while which was uh klingon torture and everything uh, I remember there was even one with Joan Rivers that was making fun of soap operas. But one of the biggest and most successful ones was a VCR board game adaptation of Clue. In fact, Clue was such a huge hit, they released a sequel called Clue to Murder in Disguise. Someone has graciously uploaded onto YouTube VHS rips of both Clue and Clue 2 Murder in Disguise the film portions of the VCR games onto YouTube because they've never made the jump from VHS and that's what we're watching in the month of September is Clue and Clue 2 Murder in Disguise the VCR board game movies okay I love it (laughs) I love it Starring a cast of no one with all the acting ability of the Amityville movies we just watched. <laughs> so so that that's my choice for the the month of okay. September. What is your choice? I'm scared because you've had some some no. some some products waiting for me. I still do. I have a list. It is a full thorough list waiting to be dropped on you. But I felt bad because we made it almost all the way through the summer and we didn't have any kind of action extravaganza. Okay. So I'm going to take us back to 1995, the year I graduated high school. Um, And I want you to think about a time when we decided as a culture in America that just having anime wasn't good enough. We had to Americanize it and make it into live action things. So I'm about to send you a link that we're going to watch. And I just want you to tell everybody what it is. Oh, it just popped up in the chat. 
I have seen this. Oh my god. Is this the one that has downtown Julie Brown in it? I think so, my friend. I think so. Oh my god. I think I have seen this one. Let I me... know I have seen it. I'm sure you have seen it. I Not am sure. Yep. This is the one with downtown Julie Brown. We are watching the live action adaptation of fucking Fist of the North Star. <laughs> Maybe I found yes. this months ago on YouTube and I've just been sitting on it. Also, by the way, Malcolm McDowell. Yes, of course. Oh, I've been waiting to drop this son of a bitch. I'm so happy right now. Oh my God. I haven't seen this thing in years. It's been since 95. I think it's been over 20 years since I've seen this movie. And it is available in its in, in its totality on YouTube, so feel free to watch along. Wow. I'm excited. God, I haven't seen this in years. Oh my god. Yeah. Fuck no, it. this one's a safe one, I think. This one is a this one's a safe bet. Yeah. Where with the clue ones, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but I wanted to get a, a big kind of action vibe. Because we didn't have that this year, and I think we need it. So um, we're going to close yeah. out September on a big action vibe and head into the spooky season. See, I, I was thinking you were going to throw something like Hard Ticket to Hawaii at me or something. No, like that. no, no. For. Listen, if we ever want to do an Andy Sedaris um, like, like month, I am here for it. Because we <laughs> will do Picasso Trigger. We will do Picasso Trigger. <laughs> 100% will do Picasso Trigger. What kills me about uh, about uh, Sedaris is, is that there was this clip. They, they uploaded a clip on YouTube from Hard Ticket to Hawaii where he bazookas the uh, sex doll. Yeah, yeah. And Chris sent this scene to me. He says, oh, my God, what movie is this from? I need to see it. And I'm like, <laughs> boo, I own the movie. It's Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Right. It's like what i'm like yes i we have this movie in our collection and we've had it for years you just don't want to watch it because you've seen the cover artwork and you're like no thanks because <laughs> you're scared of snakes <laughs> so all right wow that's quite the mixed bag acting yeah. from a vcr board game and fucking fist of the north Star. <laughs> there's the reason downtown julie brown only you know didn't do much acting uh, There's a reason so, that Malcolm McDowell did, yes. and he did everything. <laughs> Still, oh my God. My, Malcolm McDowell appearing in any movie like this is like Peter O'Toole appearing in Phantoms. Yes, where all of a sudden you're just like, "What the fuck?" Or, is Peter, that... <laughs> or Peter O'Toole appearing in Caligula because yeah. it makes it makes sense for Malcolm McDowell to be in Caligula. It makes sense for Helen Mirren to be in Caligula. <laughs> But all of a sudden, here's Peter O'Toole and Sir John Gilgood in Caligula, and you're like, what are you doing here? <laughs> I remember watching Phantoms again a couple months ago, and they cut to a scene, and it's, you know, it's Ben Affleck, it's Liev Schreiber, it's that, you know, I think, is it Rose McGowan? Somebody, yeah, I think it's Rose yeah, McGowan. Yeah, it's Rose McGowan, yeah. And it's just like these people in this Dean Koontz movie of... And then all of a sudden, Peter O'Toole is there like, I'm going to send them back to their dimension. And I'm like, bitch, you're Peter O'Toole. What are you doing? 
Oh, it's, so it's like it's like when you're watching Mulholland Drive, and all of a sudden there's Ann Miller, and you're like, "What are you going to start exactly. doing? Exactly, a tap dance routine for us in a David Lynch movie? What's going on here? Where did you come? Why are you doing this?" And again, that's the the feeling of Peter O'Toole and Phantoms is the same feeling I have when I saw Mark Patton in uh, Amityville in the Hood. It's like, what? <laughs> who who has that much information on you? That it's that, that you have to do this, like like Tony Curtis and Sextet, you know, just <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> oh my God, it's like the whole movie boom. I love that. I might watch that movie again this week just to watch only, it. God. The only thing is, those downtown Julie Brown is not throwing an X-ray machine off God, of the cliff. Can you imagine? While she's telling Malcolm McDowell to shit on his mother. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> I want them to re. I really would love them to remake Boom. I just can't think of who would be unhinged enough to do it. Like, what would the cast be? What would the two leads be of Boom if they remade it today? I don't think there's anyone out there as unhinged as or as drunk as Richard Burton and Elizabeth and Elizabeth Taylor were because they 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 were just totally. Gonzo. Yeah, yeah they and, were yeah, out of I, I, Yeah. Maybe if Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt were still together, maybe. <laughs> uh, because, because I can't see Kevin Bacon and Kira Sedgwick no. doing this. No. Or not Kira Sedgwick. I can't see, you know, I can, honestly, any Hollywood acting couple that's out there right now, I can't see doing that movie, to be quite no, frank. If it, was, if it was still Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton, that would, <laughs> that would work. shit on your mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can. <laughs> Billy Bob Horton hanging his little wind chimes outside of his adobe hut. With his pet monkey. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Let's let these but, five but, people go. But the We've subjected who, them to who three of these movies yes but who who would play the Gorfinal character oh god um okay okay because <laughs> i i i have an idea what's yours david hyde pierce okay i was gonna say alan cumming but either one works really <laughs> jesus or jim cummings oh yeah that's good oh yeah that's good Let's, let's have Shia Who's married to Shia LaBeouf now? <laughs> I think Shia LaBeouf is married to Shia LaBeouf. Probably. Probably. Ooh, Shia LaBeouf would be... A, if, if he was still dating Mia Goth. Uh-huh. Shia LaBeouf and Mia Goth. Mia Goth and Jim Cummings. <laughs> <laughs> On a little tram. Because the only difference is, is that she would actually take all of that over-the-top acting and make it fucking good. I, she, I think Shia would, too. She, I, think Shia, I think that that is the perfect cast for a remake of this movie. She would finally get the damn Oscar nomination that she deserves for, for starring in a remake of Boom. Because I could totally I, see her screaming shit on your mother. I could see her doing everything in that movie. Yep, yep. Just in that giant room. With that, that fucking coral wig. 
Yes. Yes. God damn it. It's perfect. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. Let's shut down August. My birthday's yes. over. Yes. This this, the, 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 never again. Never again are we venturing into the world of Amityville Horror. Never again. Nope. Nope. We've nope, done it nope, twice nope. on this show now. Never again. Unless they make yep. a sequel to Emmanuel. It's, oh, and we will watch that. <laughs> All right, gang. Thank you so much for listening. Can they to make a stuff? Leprechaun in Emmanuel movie? I'd watch that. God, Leprechaun Emmanuel. Yeah. Oh, Warwick Days is out oh, in a fancy. <laughs> God damn it. It's a, not a bad, not a bad Warwick Davis impression. <laughs> Tell you how many times I've watched the Leprechaun movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Which next more, but, I mean, Leprechaun in Space was more entertaining than Amityville in Space. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why I was saying we should do Amityville in Space because Jason X, Leprechaun in Space, like, all those movies are just dope. Like, dope movies to watch. I was like, this can't be, and it was. Yeah. I underestimated the shittiness that people can put out there now. Yeah. That's on me. That's on me. I'll take that one. <laughs> I'll take the hard hits. This upcoming movies that shall remain nameless that we found in magazines. Yeah. Oh God. I, God, I'm nervous about that one. Yep. 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 Me too. <laughs> All right, folks. We'll see you in the month of September. Uh, again, you can. Uh, oh, we actually have some housekeeping that we need to announce. A major housekeeping news. Yep. Uh, we left Twitter. Yeah, we're not or, there anymore. Or the artist formerly known as Twitter, as I'm calling it now, because I refuse to call it X. Um, we've shut it down because it just got... We actually started getting spam messages and alerts from um, people that we want nothing to do with and companies we want nothing to do with. Let's just put it that way. Well, there's no point in being there. Yeah. You know, it's just... It's so, over. So... Uh, you could find us on Threads. You could find us on um, Blue Sky. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, for the uh, mutant, uh, for the mutant family, we're we're going to be on the the Discord and everything. There's other ways you can find us. Um, I mean, you can find us anywhere else. Yeah. So, but yeah, we finally are. You finally said enough. Enough is enough. Especially when we started getting. Uh, the ads that we were getting, we're like, okay, we're done. So yeah, yeah, that, we don't that, need that. we don't need that. So <laughs> we, and and the fact and, and the honest fact is we don't need it. Like there's other yeah. options. So yeah, there's plenty of other options out there now. So that's so, not yeah. our audience anymore anyway. Let's no. be honest. No, it's not. It definitely isn't. Our audience is on is on the mutant family Discord and our friends and everything else. So. I mean, they're all out there on on threads. They're all out there in blue sky. So we'll be there, too. Yep. All righty, gang. So we will see you in the month of September with um, Courtney returning. And it, basically our pre-show to what's going to be a rock in October. That's right, baby. All righty. Catch you all later. <laughs> <laughs>